Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone, thanks for listening. This is a really good episode. Just before we jump in, two things. Number one, Classroom Secrets Kids is our online platform. It's only £1 per child for the year. It has thousands of activities that are aligned to the curriculum, that can be accessed digitally and the activities are automatically marked for you. That's the important thing. The activities are automatically marked for you. So it's really important that even though children might not be remotely learning right now, that we carry on using these tools in the classroom to make sure that we're saving you valuable time. So if you haven't done so yet, go to kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk to grab your free 14-day trial for the whole class. The other thing, number two, we're on Clubhouse. We're hosting education chats regularly on Clubhouse, the new audio social media platform. So to find out a schedule of the rooms that we're hosting, go to classroomsecrets.co.uk forward slash club. We'd love you to get involved. You'll be able to quiz the panel about all things education and add your own value too. So each week the rooms are growing and the conversations, do you know what? They're really inspiring. So if you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's still pretty new. It's in the beta phase. There's only 10 million users at the moment, but more and more are joining every day. You're listening to a podcast now, so you are going to love it. At the moment, it's invite only, so keep your ear to the ground And see if you can get an invite from a friend who has already got access. If you're already there, then follow me at Claire Riley and I'll follow you back. So in this episode, I interviewed Noreen Lakani all about trauma and how it affects children's learning. So Noreen is in the midst of her doctoral training to become an educational psychologist. And she's currently carrying out a national research project exploring teachers' perspectives of working with children who have experienced trauma. So Noreen has previously presented her research findings at the British Psychological Society Department of Child and Educational Psychology Conference in January 2021 and at the Association of Educational Psychologists Conference in October 2020 and has worked and volunteered in the field of education with young people in the UK, in Zambia, in Tajikistan, Canada and Sri Lanka. There's an opportunity to be involved in Noreen's research, so I really do urge you to get involved. Let's get to the interview. Noreen, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Claire. Pleasure to be here. So we obviously have a little bit of a chat before we start the episode, and I think we've hit it off, so I'm really looking forward to talking to you more about this. Um especially as a few weeks ago we had Shahana Knight on who who talked about a similar thing, but a different angle. So how would you describe trauma in children then to a teacher who has never experienced this before? So trauma is, think of it as a reaction that may follow from an event, which is outside the range of usual human experiences. So everyone experiences different things as part of the day. But actually, if you respond in a way that is unusual to other people and you're very distressed by it, then that would be what is something that is called trauma. So essentially, it's like a a very emotional wound. It comes from a very shocking event or from repeated life threats or frightening experiences that might really cause very negative, long-lasting effects. So it can start from childhood, so it can have such huge impacts on 
your academic functioning, your emotional relationships, the way you respond to everyday situations. So actually it might just be one distressing event, but the, the effects of trauma are so much vast and so much bigger that that's where something becomes traumatic and it can really ripple on to affecting so many different areas of your life. Wow. Do you think, um, do you think that sometimes um, there might be an event that causes trauma that maybe as an adult, we might not find traumatic? Um, I'm just thinking, I always think back to my experience and I know that uh, the listeners who have listened for a long time will already know this. So I had an emergency section the first time um, I had a baby, but I didn't have any um, labor at all. Um, it, It was placental abruption actually so even though the experience was not bad I talked about that for 18 months afterwards like every single day I talked about it so I I would not sort of uh, pull that together as a traumatic event but I think looking back I think oh maybe I was kind of experiencing it that way so do you think that there are instances where children may find certain events traumatic that perhaps as adults we we can't see? Absolutely. I think trauma, the reason why I'm so fascinated by it is because it might start off somewhere younger, but you might not see the effects of it until it comes later on. And it doesn't mean that just because you have you know, you can't have traumatic event at any part of your life. Like you said, as a mother, you could equally have a traumatic event later on as well. But what's important to realize though, is actually that not everyone who experiences adversity or a difficult situation will experience trauma. Mm -hmm. The actual, the reason why it's so important and the reason why something is traumatic is often whether you are supported by an attuned or caring other through the adversity and the experiences that you've had. And so we need to be quite careful when we see a difficult event and avoid that, assuming that that's traumatic just because it's quite frightening, when really it is an interplay of so many different factors around that event. So it could be for children, especially, for example, if they've lost a parent or lost all bereavement from a very early young age, they might be finding it difficult to have supportive relationships around them, be it friendships or families or even through in their community. And without that kind of support system, that can make a traumatic event have a lot more long lasting negative effects because they've not been able to have positive circumstances around them to help them come through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's important to mention. Absolutely. Okay. So why do you think it's important then for teachers, schools, the wider education sector to understand trauma in children and the impact that it has then? You know, why is it so important? Very important. Yeah, a very good question. Well, actually, the issue is, is about repeated traumatic experiences. And so if young children are having constantly having traumatic experiences or one incredibly traumatic experience that can have a devastating impact on the foundation of children's development. In fact, children and young people who have experienced developmental trauma have actually finding it incredibly difficult with their brain developments. So Mm -hmm. they miss parts of their normal childhood development when they've experienced trauma. So they might have gaps in their foundations. They might have gaps in their currently unmet needs or their needs to belong, their needs to feel loved. And so actually, this is why sometimes children can act age appropriately, but sometimes they can display behaviors that are actually below their actual age. So you might see a child in the classroom who is misbehaving, who is not following pro-social behaviors, 
you might think that, oh, this child is really calling out. He's really trying to make my life difficult. or She's doing this when actually they've just gone through so much that you don't see at school. And that's coming out when they're in the classroom. And so really teachers have such an important role in supporting young people in the classroom who've experienced trauma. I think it's quite important though to explain what kind of events can be traumatic because trauma is such a big word. I mean, when I spoke about it just now, I said it was anything that can cause a negative experience, but actually traumatic events are on a huge spectrum. So for example, you could be experiencing a real serious injury or witnessing a serious injury to the death of someone in the family or facing serious threats of death. So those children who might be refugees or asylum seekers, that's an example of trauma. It might be experiencing a violation of your personal physical integrity. So, you know, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, that's an example of trauma. And all of these examples and types of trauma, the pandemic, for example, is a huge example of a traumatic event because it's something that is a huge adverse experience and we're all reacting in different ways. And that's why for some people it's traumatic, for others it might not be. But what's important to remember is that these traumatic events can lead to difficulties with our education and with our learning. So it's really important that our teachers and our educators and our educational professionals have an awareness of trauma so that they can adopt strategies to support children in the classroom. Thank you. So just just a couple of questions on, on that. So you mentioned about brain development and the big gaps. Is it, is it possible to fill those gaps? Oh, that's a really good question. In all honesty, because my specialty is within educational psychology, I focus less on the neuroscience aspect. So my knowledge in this area is a little bit weaker. But what I do understand is that there are neurons in your brain. And actually, if you are supporting children, you can't fix those gaps that are there, but you can help strengthen the neurons and the wires together to help young Mm. people feel more love, feel that sense of belonging, and to feel all those things that they might have lost from a traumatic experience. Super, thank you. Just uh, uh, on the spot there, I was just like furiously writing those when you were speaking. Um, So a teacher then, so we've talked about it being really, really important, but how, how would a teacher go about working out if a child is going through a traumatic event or has experienced one? really good point and it's difficult I want to start off by saying it's difficult to differentiate between behaviors and to see what is a response to something that's been traumatic or what is something that you think oh the child's just acting out I would say what's a real big big element of supporting young children with trauma and trying to come to the crux of the issue and talking to them is by using something called emotion coaching and what that is it lies in this idea of being an empathetic adult. So showing empathy towards a young child, building a relationship with them, coming up to them at their level, even if that means literally bending down physically to make eye contact with that young person, because often they might be afraid of that. They might not have had those those connections with people to hear them, to understand them. And all they really want is to feel heard if they've experienced trauma. And even if they haven't experienced trauma, there is such strength in being empathetic with a young person by coming down to their level. So I would say to any teachers who are wondering, how do I know if my child in my classroom is experienced trauma or it's something else? I would say it's a conversation, finding a way to build rapport with that young person, not necessarily going straight to the feeling of, 
what's happened in life? You know, what's been going on with you? Tell me about your childhood. Nothing of that sort, because actually it's quite difficult for young people to talk about their trauma. But if they are given spaces and examples and repeated experiences where they think, this teacher believes in me, this teacher's hearing me, this teacher notices me, this teacher cares about me. Mm. All those things will make that child feel more and more comfortable at school, which is often the most permanent place for a child where it's a constant for them, where they know there'll be routine, there'll be structure. And sometimes that's all that children need to then feel safe, to feel content, to feel secure, and then feel confident to start talking about their trauma or expressing themselves in whichever way meets them best. Oh, super. Thank you. Okay, then. So as we prepared for the episode, you said that children's behavior is like an iceberg and our role as teachers and educators is to really explore this. So can you expand on what that means? Absolutely. So where I say it as an iceberg is really children's behavior is the iceberg. And our role as teachers and educators is, like you said, to explore this. So at the tip of the iceberg, you might see someone whose behavior is confusing us or someone who is not progressing at the expected rates of their learning. However, when you get underneath the surface of the iceberg, you will see there might be a whole range of unmet needs or, as we said, gaps in the foundations as a result of the early experiences of trauma. And actually, every behavior that a child is using is a form of communication to us as the adults, as the teachers. And it's really our in to see if we can find out what they are trying to communicate to us. So really it's super important for us to look below the surface of any complex, confusing situations and quite frankly, challenging behaviors that we might see with a focus on attachment needs. So with a focus on trauma and building our understanding of that and enabling us to be able to put in the most appropriate support there is. So it's about being inquisitive. It's about asking questions not taking things at the face value or just accepting what we see without looking underneath. Mm, Yeah, I like that, not accepting what we see because it is difficult, especially in secondary school, um, you know, when you just, um, I I don't know, I had a lot of classes because I just used to teach, um, you know, one class a week to to everybody, really. Mm. Um, So it can be difficult, can't it? All right, then. So we've already talked a little bit about this, but what actionable steps can can you give then to teachers and schools you know how can we you know move children to be able to learn even though they've had trauma great so let's start with the first one the first thing I'd say is to look inwards to yourself so look at yourself and have a look and think what is the impact of the hysteria of the history, the systemic racism, the trauma you might have experienced, look into yourself and educate yourself on working with people from different cultures, being aware of your own thoughts, your own views, your own biases towards trauma, towards systems, your own beliefs, your own privileges, your own responses to things. All of these are incredibly important. If we're going to be teachers and educators, we need to know and have a foundation for us to have these conversations with other children and other students. If we're not knowledgeable in these areas for ourselves, most importantly, then we're going to find it incredibly challenging to support the young people in our classrooms. Building on that though, number two, is the importance of creating a safe, supportive and open classroom environment. So as I said, 
make time to talk in the classroom, whether it's small conversations when walking in the corridors or longer times, such as having a dedicated space in the day, maybe just after registration in the morning or in the afternoon, where you can have these emotional conversations and make it really well known to your pupils and to your children that there is a safe and brave environment in the classroom for discussing things that might be worrying. And when you do this, children may feel more comfortable, they might feel more self in them, safe in themselves, and importantly, safe from risk or safe from physical or psychological harm from others, which is something when you're facing a traumatic event, you might not feel that safety. And so that's our role as teachers to help children feel safe and feel contained within this trauma-informed classroom, which is what we like to call it, to help remind children every single day that they are safe and protected and they can feel listened to at school. But I say all of this, Claire, with the most important thing, in my opinion, is actually putting our teachers and our own well-being first. It's so important to know that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. And as teachers, we need to be reflective and introspective and look after our own needs, especially if we're working with children who have experienced trauma. It's not easy. They're a vulnerable population. And there's so much to bear in mind when we're working with these particular group of children. So I'd really recommend that it's seek out assistance, seek out supervision from your peers and support yourself. Do what you need to, to process the narratives that you hear from children who have experienced these traumatic difficulties. Discuss what might be bothering you with your colleagues in a confidential environment, just so that you can feel emotionally ready to hear students' perspectives. And if you're not ready to hear these conversations, you've got to remember that's also okay because it's our responsibility as educators for making that space available elsewhere for students in these times of stress and difficulty. So it's not just on you, you're not alone, you're a cohort of teachers, there's so many of you. And if it's not you, it's somebody else, but you've got to look after yourself first. Thank you, thanks so much. There was a lot of, um, a lot of powerful stuff in there. All right then, so I happen to know that you're on with a little project So do you want to tell us all about that project and and how we can keep in touch with you and follow you? Absolutely. So at the moment, I'm carrying out some research at a national level across the UK to explore teachers' experiences of working with children who have experienced trauma. Now, anybody can take part in this study. We've had over 150 teachers take part so far, and we're really trying to scale up this research to see if we can gather as many teachers' views as possible. So if teachers would like to have their say and participate in this survey, it's a 10-minute online survey. Anybody in a UK state-funded primary school, primary or secondary school or nursery can participate. You can follow me on Twitter at Noreen underscore Lakani, which I'm hoping we can put in the show notes. And you you can follow me there. You can see the link straight away to the survey. And from there on, you can get in touch and contact me if you have any questions. But it would be brilliant to get as many teachers across the UK participating in this incredibly important research, especially now that we're in this pandemic at the moment, which couldn't be more pivotal as an experience of a trauma. Okay, so... I agree. It's really important, um, you know, if teachers want to have their say to have the survey. But I think I think we should talk about why it's so important as well. Like what the more teachers that we get involved to do this survey, what are we going to get out of it? This research is fundamentally so valuable. I mean, mental health is such a top priority for schools at the moment. In fact, there are actually one in four children attending school that are 
supposedly exposed to a traumatic event. So think mm. about one in four, scaled up to 30 children in your class. You've got 25% of those children have experienced trauma. So in essence, we need to have our say. We need to explain as teachers what it is we understand about trauma. What do we know about it? What do we feel uncomfortable about? What do we think is in our control that we can affect change in the classroom? But actually, what are we really struggling with? What barriers are we facing to supporting these children? What can we really do? And if we can find out from teachers from across the country as to what their views are on working with children with trauma, we can then make sure educational professionals like educational psychologists can come in to support these teachers, to put in practices, interventions, whole school systemic change to ensure that all teachers feel comfortable, feel confident and feel supported to work with children who've experienced trauma. Trauma is not something that's going to go away overnight. It's something that so many young people have. It's such an important part of the government's work at the moment to really make sure mental health is at the forefront of so much of our work. And if we can make sure our teachers are part of the solution, then we've really done our bit. Well, you sold it to me. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I've really, really enjoyed this chat. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a pleasure. And it's so wonderful to see teachers have access to such a wonderful resource to learn so much, which I appreciate. Time in the classroom is quite limited at times. So this is a wonderful platform and I hope that it's used widely. Thank you. Thank you. And also, you don't have to watch it. You only have to listen, maybe on the way to school. (laughs) Thank you. I remember what it was like to have a new intervention thrown at you in every staff meeting. A new thing to be thinking about that I didn't have time for. I don't want it to be like this for you at all. So perhaps this week, it's about recognising your own traumatic experiences. I found that the more I observe myself, what's happened in my life, how I'm feeling, how I've reacted to situations, the more I learn about myself and this brings a lot of power. It also helps me to recognise it around me too. It's a bit like when you buy a new car and then you see that car everywhere. If you want to give any feedback about your own experiences or how you've been dealing with trauma at school, then just start up a conversation in the Teachers Podcast community on Facebook so that others can get involved or you could join us on Clubhouse. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.